So he said, right, everybody's path is different. You know, some mm. people you see, you see your 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 peers' path. Right? He said all his peers who joined, because he was a he was a scholar ma, for the company. <laughs> he said all his peers are what two years, two years, two years promotion. That's the accelerated, you know, you're the divine or you're the selected few, right? <laughs> Here he was stuck at this job grade for 16 years. But then when 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 he got to the point where he pivoted his career or within the within the same company, but it was just and he he was at the same time, 18 years, same as his peers. Where his peers was like three years, three years, three years, three years, three years, you see. So why am I using this as an example is that you can't figure things out at 16, even 20 or even 30, even at 42, yeah, you see, yeah. uh, for me, I, I still think if you, you if you think everything is figured out at this point, I think you miss, you, you're missing the meaning of life. Uh. Before we begin the podcast, have you gotten your free ebook? It's called the Build a Six-Figure Portfolio Guidebook. Now, inside it, we share with you the tips and tricks to bring your stock investing skills to the next level. The best part, it's only 10 pages long and it's totally free. Whether you're on Spotify or YouTube, the link to download is in the description or you can go to www firl.co slash f-r-e-e or www.firl.co slash free all right guys welcome back to the podcast best place for long-term stock investors now today we have a very different kind of podcast mm. uh, for you and we are going to be reacting to our friend mr yishuan of no manila it is a financial blog and recently he actually posted a very very uh, emotional post mm. about his life and about turning 30, right? Mm. And it blew up, right? It blew up so much that a lot of people, there were articles written about it. We had friends commenting on it. Yeah. Uh, we have, you know, famous influencers making videos of it. So we decided <laughs> uh, not to say we are influencers, but we decided to hop on this train as well. Just yeah. to give a context, right? So this Recording. When was the last time we we met him for lunch? I uh? think it was in uh, early this year, right? Early this year, almost we a year already. Lunch. Yeah. And right now there's like sixty eight thousand uh, likes, seventy one thousand shares, seventy one thousand shares. So it, it really blew up. It really blew up. And and I actually had a chat with him, like. He wasn't even intending it to blow up when he just wanted to share, right? This <laughs> he just was, wanted a platform to, you know, just exactly right. It was it was quite crazy. So anyway, let's go into the uh the post. It's quite a long post, but it's okay. This is a podcast, so we have time. Yeah. And I'm going to read out, right? Mm. So for the benefit of those who have not yet read the post, uh I'm gonna read it out. And for those who have read, apologies, you have to listen to it again. <laughs> but I'll just start I'll start off, right? So this is this is Yishuan, uh speaking. Narrating, uh, yeah. I am 27, still single, still living with my parents, trying to figure out life. Isn't it crazy that at this age many of our parents were already getting married, more so bringing us into this world? On the flip side, today many of us are still struggling to get a hold of ourselves in our late 20s. Forget forget getting married or buying a house by 30. I am blessed if I can take care of myself already. And he puts that bracket, don't get me wrong, it's a real blessing. Now before I move on, right, you know, this is how the post began. And what do you think, John? Um, 
I think different. You see, the 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 struggle is if you ask someone from the boomer generation, yep. they will say that wow, you're thirty and you still haven't figured right, out life. Yeah, yeah. And then you ask uh, someone like my daughter, who's is twelve, it says, uh, "Yeah, I need time to explore." <laughs> she probably expects to stay with you for a long, long time, right? <laughs> you know what I said to her, FJ? I said, "You know, uh, how can you be independent? You know, I, we we need to send you overseas to study." No, 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 I'm I'm not planning to go overseas. <laughs> so that, that, but that was her reaction at twelve, lah. So I don't yeah, know yeah. when she gets to seventy, but she will she give the me the key, a John, is you have to make her hate you a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then she get like, ooh. <laughs> Yes. But I think I think this is something that is um I would use the word of a, a commenter that Andrew Yao, one of our raving fans, yeah, also yeah. said the conversation of the silent majority. Yeah. Because a lot of people um today information is so readily available that is often used as a benchmark. Because people That's want right. benchmark or a framework or whatever, right? And I think I can empathize with Yishen because Today, if he is in the social media blogger influencer space, right? When you discover a blogger and influencer, it's, already, right. it's already massive, it's already big. And here, maybe he's looking at himself and yeah. So I guess my reaction is that uh, sometimes benchmarking may not be good. Yeah. <laughs> I, what, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I mean, just just on what I've read so yeah. far, I'm going to pretend that this is like my first time reading, right? Mm. I think this is something a lot of people because he he's exactly my age right so yeah. i think this is something that a lot of people my age i'm not sure about people your generation but certainly they have this idea that there are certain like benchmarks they have to mm, hit mm. and as you see later on what those benchmarks are the only thing i would say is that I mean, for him, right, specifically, if you're a freelancer or whatnot, you have to realize that your path is by definition different already. Yes, correct. Right. So just on that alone, understand that certain rules should not apply to you. Correct. So I'll, I'll just begin with that. So yeah. now let me read on so yeah. we get even more context. Uh, yeah. Right. So this post uh, reflects my deepest struggle as I am getting closer to 30. For the longest time, I find it extremely hard to express my fears and worries in words. Mm. Why? Because by the norms, the age 30 is such a unique milestone. Getting married, buying your first property, being financially stable and well-paid, having all the answers. Be it from the norms, social media or ourselves, I'm sure many of us are carrying some form of expectation as we transition towards 30. Now, obviously, John, you've you've crossed that that uh, threshold already. Mm. But is this something that you also, as you try to wind back the clock, right? Is this mm. something that you also felt that maybe in your late 20s, there were all these so-called fear and worries, expectations, milestones to mm. use Yishuan's word. Was that something that you felt and experienced as well? Uh, yeah, I think uh, coming up in an, a, a traditional Chinese mm. family, Asian culture, uh, it was very much, and. You know what? I, I maybe I went back even further, MJ. I I was always envious of kids having gap years. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So so because um so if I went back and I was seventeen and you were trying to figure out uh which path to pursue, right? Um, I was very lucky. My dad uh gave me a lot of he he opened a lot of doors and I got into a habit of working for every holiday. Mm. So at, when I was uh, waiting for my SPM results, the, f the final paper next day or the next, I think two days after that, I was already working. 
And what I thought that helped a lot uh, was actually shaping perspective because here I was as a 17-year-old, but I was dealing with people who were in their 30s, their 40s, or even their 50s, right? Mm. And what that gave me was perspective because um, I see managers, my, my, my senior managers who were in their 50s, uh, some of them sad to say pretty dreadful life, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, here, here you are a manager, you were getting probably well paid. You probably thought that you would have, they would have figured out life, right? But then you see the, the dull look on their faces when they come to work. And then at the same time, um, I don't know whether I shared, even shared this story with you. Uh, as a tech, I, so 19, <clears throat> when I was doing my diploma, yep. I was working in a factory yes. as, a, as an intern. And during that time, <clears throat> it was the 97, 98 crisis. <clears throat> so I saw my colleagues who were technicians, uh, they were getting uh, paid Three. overtime before that. Mm-hmm. 1997 was a boo, boo year, yeah, right? Correct. Everybody was getting, so they were they were buying more things that they could afford, buying a house. And mind you, uh, that time housing loan, 10% lock in was cheap. So <clears throat> I got perspective of all these struggles, right? And then I realized, right, I sat back and think, what do I really want? And, and relating that to the gap year uh, uh, um, envy that I yeah, had, right? Yeah. Most people don't sit back and try to reflect like what Yishen did. Yeah. And I think it's great because when you see people on the outside, they have got things figured out. Uh, actually, to be honest, most of them just follow through life. Follow right. through what is the norm. Follow through what is a benchmark. So you're in your, so in your 40s today. Yeah, so yeah. have you figured everything out? I just keep uh, no, checking. No, actually, to be honest, a lot of times you think that you need to figure things out, but I've come to a point where life is a journey. Life yeah, is yeah. like, oh, okay, take this path. Lah. Oh, okay, take this path. Lah. And at 30, no, 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 not even earlier. I think at 26, 27, when I was early in my career, probably two years, three years in, right? And I, I was having a discussion with my with my immediate supervisor, whom, whom I, you know, he's, he's in New Zealand right now. Um, I told him, hey, uh, what if I don't get promoted like this, like this, like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a career, a corporate career, right? And he looked at me and he smiled and he shared this story with me and, and you you know him, uh, uh, yeah, Ajay, yes, yes. right? He said he spent, there was one time he spent 16 years in one job category. That means job grade. But the subsequent job grades was one year, one year, one year, one year. So he said, right, everybody's path is different. You know, some mm. people you see, you see your 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 peers path. Right? He said, all his peers would join because he was a he was a scholar ma, for the company. <laughs> he said, all his peers are what two years, two years, two years promotion. That's the accelerated, you know, you're the divine or you're the selected few, right? <laughs> Here he was stuck at this job grade for 16 years. But then when 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 he got to the point where he pivoted his career or within the within the same company, but it was just and he he was at the same time, 18 years, same as his peers. Where his peers was like three years, three years, three years, three years, three years, you see. So why am I using this as an example is that you can't figure things out at 16, even 20 or even 30, even at 42, yeah, you see, yeah. uh, for me, I, I still think if you, you if you think everything is figured out at this point, I think you're, miss, you, you're missing the meaning of life. Lah. Yeah, yeah that, that's me. That's a, that's a good point. And, yeah. and you know, I, I think that one of the, the things to, to realize also is that um, okay, so let's say use an example, right, mm. of your 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 supervisor, and he stuck by for sixteen years. I think for most people, right, um, uh, of course that's in the oil and gas context, but yeah. that is very relatable to everybody when yeah. they see. I think speaking with 
friends and all that. I think if you are like one or two years behind, people already feel that. Yeah. And what actually ends up happening is that perhaps to catch up, I mean, they need two responses, right? They they catch up, mm -hmm. which is find the ideal, yeah. I guess. Then the second scenario is they start to feel lost. Correct. Right? Which is what you is feeling. Correct. And then the third one is that they try to catch up, but they maybe take on too much risk or do something silly. Yes. And then that actually sets them back even more. Yeah. So I guess in the case of your supervisor, right? Or even for yourself or whoever, I think the challenge is how do you keep at it? In your mm. case, I supervised for 16 years. Mm. How, how was he able to say, yeah, I will do this for 16 years. Mm. I don't care whoever flies past me. Yeah. It's not going to really affect me. Mm. I think what he did was, uh, he, 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 I can't remember his exact words, MJ, but he said something about, one, are you comfortable with your own skin? Mm, mm, Most mm, people don't mm. realize that their own skin. <laughs> to your what, what does that look like? You know, I really want to know. Like, how would you describe it? Okay. What is being comfortable with your, your own skin? skin. Um, if I look from my perspective, is what value do you bring to the table? So um, maybe I relate another story. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I was offshore for the longest, uh, one and a half years offshore. Yeah. Um, 2009, 2010, 2011. Okay, right. uh, that, that, that period. Um, and we get a roster of two weeks offshore and then two weeks offshore uh, onshore, meaning by right, you should have a two weeks rest uh, because you're working 14 days straight uh, um, you, we start at five in the morning and then we end up probably about 10 at night. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here I was, my wife, my wife picks me up with my daughter. That time she was probably one, less than one uh, at the, at the heli base uh, on a Wednesday. Our crew change is every Wednesday. Thursday, I'm in the office. And my wife asked me, why are you doing this? You know, it's, it's like, it's your rest. You know, uh, you, you should, you should take a break. And um, I told my wife this, I, it was very spontaneous, not very thoughtful, but it's a very spontaneous response. I said, it's very simple. I want to be, when I reach uh, uh, probably an engineering manager position and I have four, 400 direct reports under me, right? Do I want to be the guy who brings value to the table and understand the struggles of the men under me and understand all the intricacies of uh, running a project and difficulty uh, or be the idiot who everyone laughs behind the back, mm -hmm. behind his mm -hmm. back, right? Because even though you're an engineering manager, but you because you've never gone through the hardship and understand all that. So, so for me, that was me trying to be comfortable in my own skin, trying to ele uh, elevate, not a position, but my own skills, my own ability, my own, uh, and, and learn to be comfortable to, to know that I bring value to the table. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people may look at it stupid. There were a lot of my colleagues who were, uh, um, sad to say they were uh, older than me and they always find ways to either deflect, not do the work, whatever. And I I, uh, I was known as the shit cleaner, uh, pardon my French, but I was known as the shit cleaner of projects. Uh, and I was duly recognized, but one, two years later, not immediately, yeah, but yeah. one, two years later. But what was beautiful about it was that when I moved on to the next project, because of all the shit I had to clean, uh, I brought a lot of value to the table subsequently. So I think to each his own about how to reflect and understand uh, whether you're comfortable with your own skin. Like, like for you, I'm pretty sure you face a lot of pressure when you know when you quit uni and then your parents are looking at you. There, there is a, there, so that's very interesting, yeah. right? So let me respond to that because yeah. 
this is something I've always been aware of. So I'm I'm going to start from the beginning, right? Yeah. Which is the reason we have envy and all that is because all of us have to, all of us need by and large to be in a community, right? Correct. Whether it's a country, some sort of tribe or all that, because I was listening to this uh, person, I can't remember his name, I think something, Har- Har- I can't remember the exact name. Mm. It was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And okay. he said that the when you are excluded from, let's say you're a tribe, oh, right? Oh, Vusi Tembu. No, 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 not him. So when you're excluded from the tribe, uh, and they actually measure this, the yeah. pain that you feel by being excluded, right? actually is the same as uh you know getting punched in the face like it's the same (laughs) it's a very similar sensation Mm -hmm. so what happens is that when you're excluded from the tribe in in the past right though this caveman right they literally physically exclude you right you cannot you cannot you cannot enter the village (laughs) children you can see your wife or whatever right and and you know in uh, people in the past called exile right yeah exile so because of that whenever you are being so-called left behind, you also feel that that thing going on. Correct. It's not obviously you being exiled out of Malaysia or whatever, but you do get a sense of that, right? Yes. Because you want to be part of the pack. But here's the problem, right? The biggest mistakes in history are made because people were just part of the pack. Oh yeah. Take for example. The silent majority actually. Yes, yes. But then what I'm saying is that a lot of people will make silly decisions that they will never, that their rational minds will never make. Mm. But just because they're in the pack, Mm. that's why they made the decision. For example, um, a lot of Germans in the 30s and 40s, right, were normal people. I know, I knew you were going there. (laughs) how How could you say that the average German is worse off, morally speaking, than mm. the average Brit back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody, you know, it's uh, it's everybody's the same in that regard, right? Mm. And yet, they were committed to make making the atrocities that they made. But why is it? Because there was that crowd effect. Yeah. That bringing along. So that's what makes, uh, I guess, life difficult. Because on one hand, you cannot be, you know, to use a very old term, you cannot be an, um, you cannot live on an island. Mm. But at the same time, right, if you are living in the mainland, then you start to believe and start to do things that may not seem as rational. And so it's not easy. So for me, it was very clear. Um, this is the two things you need to be, uh, you need to do. I think the first thing is that you need to be as comfortable as you can and being alone. And to be fair, this is something that um, I have a personality advantage too. So not everybody may correct, have. Correct. But regardless, I think, you know, when you say being comfortable in your own skin, I think something everybody should learn is to, to learn how to be alone, to be comfortable and to say that correct. it's not necessarily a bad thing. Correct, time. correct. And the second thing is to be very selective with who you look up to and who your friends are. That is so, so, so true. So, so, right. so true. Yeah. So speaking of uh, potentially irrational beliefs, right? So let's move on to the next part of the oh, article. Before that, can yes, I just yes. add one story to, to uh, exemplify yep. your point? Uh? Uh, I think it was on YouTube or was it on Facebook? They actually did an experiment in a clinic and everyone was seated down and they put up a sound of clapping. Mm. Oh. Okay. 
And what happened was that they were, uh, 90% of the people in the clinic were, were actors, right? And every time there was a clapping, everyone stood up. So obviously the 10% who were genuinely unaware or not there, they were like, they felt out of place, right? And this thing was repeated for close to 10 times. Yeah. And guess what? What, what do you think the 10% would have done? They were follow lah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it means like if you are in a movie, there's a famous example, right? If you're in the cinema, in the yeah. movie, right? Yeah. Everyone, let's say if like, Standing a lot of people, no, a lot of people started running out of the cinema. Yeah. You so follow, like, right? I mean, it's, it's a very high chance lah. Yes, know? yes. So yeah. I think, obviously there's like a, there's a science, like psychology experiment there, but yeah. I think in the more complex real life, um, what is worse, right? Is mm. that, at least with the cinema, you are aware there's an experiment. Correct. But with with real life, right? You don't realize that Instagram is just one big social Correct. experiment. Actually, Correct. that's really what it is. Exactly. Sorry to interrupt this podcast. I know it's a little bit annoying, but I want to tell you something that I think can be really helpful to you. I can tell you're really interested in the stock market and want to learn more about it so that you actually know what you're doing, especially when today things are getting more complex and complicated. That's why we came up with the Stock Investing Blueprint or SIB. It's our signature e-learning program that teaches you how to pick the right stocks most of the time, buy and sell it at the best possible time and manage your stock portfolio systematically. It currently has more than 10 hours of content and it's growing. You'll also be part of a group of like-minded investors that can help speed up your learning process. To hop on the program, click on the link in the description or go to learn.viral.co slash courses slash SIB. And so I, mean, I think moving on, right? He go then uh, Yishuan goes into detail about, yeah. he spells out what his fears are, mm. right? So that's the first one, right? While this may not resonate with everyone, yeah. I want to share this Yishuan reading. Yeah. I want to share how I feel as I'm getting closer to 30 in the most direct way possible. Number one, I feel that I'm losing out in life. Mm. Many of my peers are getting married, buying their first house and or car, etc. Look at me. What am I doing here being single and not achieving anything significant in life so far? Now, there are many ways to read this, but I think when he says something like not achieving anything significant in life so far, mm. it's a function of getting married mm -hmm. or buying a some house. sort of big purchase or yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, are these goals worthwhile pursuits before you are 30? I guess that would be my question. Okay. Uh, you didn't hear the phrase, man? Men only start life at 40. Is it? <laughs> it's coming from someone who's gone through all, <laughs> most of what... <laughs> um. Maybe I take a uh, back a story again, and I, I'm pretty sure you will yeah. you will you will relate to this. Were you at school before, and you felt that you know all your friends oh doing doctor, doing engineering, doing law, going to UK? I mean, going as far back as like primary school, or yeah. he has this pencil box, yeah. or his mother give him this amount of allowance, yes. but I don't, right? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And why why is that even relatable? Because the benchmark that has put up. Hello, uh, do you think that life is predetermined that, you know, by right 29, who sets the rule that by 29 you should get married? Who sets the rule yeah. that by by 30? It's just common miscon um, common conceptions within society, societal norms, right? 
<laughs> why why I, I I I find it hilarious? Because now I look back, right? I just like, oh, like that long. But I was lucky. You know, I I I found my wife when we were 19, we were in college. Uh, uh I was lucky. I, I look back, right? All these things that happened for me personally, I can't answer on Yishan's behalf. All these things that happened to me was kind of like lucked out and I I, I just decided to choose that path. Yeah. But I also realized that there were so many uh, uh, privileges that I had. I just happened to go to a very good university, did a particular degree that you know warranted uh, a big MNC to 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 take me on as a, as an employee. And everyone's life path is different. Yep. And and I think I want to refer back to Vusi Tembayuko, and he said this. He said right. For context, is I think the highest paid like South African trainer, correct? Or African trainer, period, African trainer, right? period. World, I mean, I, like I listen to, I love yeah, to listen yeah, to we'll him. Yeah, right? uh, Temba, Tem, I can't even pronounce it correctly. Temba, Temba Ko or Temba Yuko or something. Yeah, I think for those listening, I think you just type into YouTube. Uh, uh Vusi, for yeah, sure. Appear, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want to relate my story to what he said, and probably what Yishen is 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 feeling is this. He said, like, when you stick out of society, yeah. Uh, you stick yep. out like a sore thumb, you know, right? Yep. I mean, you stick out. That means if you're like, if you only get married at 45, you know, you only bought your house that's at, right, right. right? You stick out like a sore thumb. And society, right? They will try to nail you back in when you- Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah, they will try to nail you back yeah. in because you're out of the norm. And maybe it's an encouragement for 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 Yishen is this, uh, and this comes from Vusi, uh, not from me. Uh, it's like, it's a very lonely journey to pick up your own path. Yeah. And he was ref- Vusi was referring to em- an entrepreneurs and as a blogger, I think a lot of uh, people are embracing the freelance economy, the gig economy today. It's a very lonely journey. Hundred percent. You will feel even more lonelier because uh, even if you get a girlfriend, he says your girlfriend will say, "Hey, how come I can't go to nice yeah. dinners? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. you're not driving a nice car where you are like busting your ass off trying to make this business work and whatever?" It's very difficult to use benchmarks that. Other people. Would why, why do you? But I'm just curious because yeah. certainly I I I understand mm. that there is this thing, but I don't particularly relate at all to actually all all three of his points about <laughs> yeah. getting married first. So, and I have my responses later yeah, on. But yeah. I just before I move on to my responses, why do you think that this is even a let's call it? Uh, why do you think that this is a standard that society has set up? Huh. I have another story for that. So there was this daughter-in-law that just got married to the family. And on the first day, uh, for context, this is probably uh, 60, 70 years ago, okay? The daughter-in-law wanted to go to the market. The mother-in-law told her, uh, when you buy the pig, the whole pig, make mm. sure you chop off the head and chop off the tail. And okay. Bring it back, okay. So daughter-in-law- It's not a very halal podcast really. Okay, so, so, okay. <laughs> whatever lah. So yeah. maybe even a chicken lah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I use I use a pig because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the size sure, lah, sure, right? Sure, sure. Kind of. So daughter did that. And then didn't question. After one week later, right? Then she just curious ah, why cut off the- Because mm, they, mm. they could eat every part of it, right? <laughs> then the, the mother-in-law said, hmm, I don't know. My mother-in-law told me to do that. Ah. Uh. Okay. So they go and back. The, so the great great mother in law was still alive. So they went back to ask, "Hey, how come how come you asked me to do this in for? Oh, because last time we don't have a our fridge was small, so we had to chop off the head and chop off the tail. That's why we asked you to do that. Oh, so 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 why why are you? I'm using that story is that it's just societal norms that people just you know 
It was created for one context. Yeah, one, one, one and context. And now every context has to be applied. <laughs> correct, correct. Right. It's like, it's like um, but also I think maybe for the married part, uh, not so much the house and the car, the married part is more uh, a child childbearing age. Huh? Because mm, if you mm. if you get married later, especially for women, uh, then obviously when you get you get to your 35s and your 40s to conceive and all that, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Uh, so that's, so yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. And that's why actually that's very linked to my response to this part of yeah. the podcast. Yeah. So when I looked at the comments and some of the video responses or, mm. or whatever right, mm-hmm. on Facebook, YouTube, um, one key thing, mm. and I, I'm going to put my neck out by, <laughs> by saying this. Heartbeats one key thing, in. right? One key thing you have to realize about this, right? And this is a very important fact. It's a very obvious, but it wasn't mentioned enough, mm. uh, which is that this is from a male's perspective. Correct. And so one of the reasons why these three, right, uh, marriage, house, and car, and I, I think earlier he's talked about stable job yeah. and, and income is that actually these are the whether they admit it or not, these are the demands essentially of a woman. Mm. Mm. Right? If you yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I, I'm a guy, you're a guy. I would never, I, I would never say, right, <laughs> hey, you know, John, for, for you to like be my friend or whatever, you need to be married. <laughs> you need to have first house, hey, stable job and car. Singapore, the five C's, ma. Yeah. The cash, condo, I can't remember, credit yeah, card. Credit yeah, credit card, yeah. country club, <laughs> C-class, yeah. Mercedes, yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, I, actually- hey, you can't be my friend now, you don't have a car. Yeah, so- <laughs> So yeah, I, I have no friends, uh, that's the case. <laughs> so it, this is actually from a woman's perspective and you have to understand yeah. society, right? So yeah. um, in nature, you know why we use the word mother nature? So the reason we call it mother nature, not father nature or brother nature or, sis- or even sister nature right, is because um, females in a society, right? chooses ah. because they have to choose the partner mm-hmm. that is most suited for them I see. eventually to build a family. Mm. And so ironically, right, when people say that, uh, you know, societies are patriarchal and to some extent that's true, actually women hold a lot of power because they get to determine, essentially they get to determine um, uh, who gets a son and a daughter. Mm. Right, if you think about it, that's very powerful. Yeah, that's very very powerful because you you are saying you are essentially saying what is going to be in the next generation, and so I'm going to choose the 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 male that I think will suit the best, and so that's where I think the expectation comes in. Yeah, why is it that uh, I mean, married aside, why is it that you need to have a stable job, uh, a house, and a car? Is because it creates the condition mm. essentially for a child to come into a world that is comfortable, prepared, Se- secured. And secured. So that's actually the reason. Now, once you frame it that way, right? And thank God this is a post posted by a guy. I think a lot more clarity starts to Correct. come in place. So Correct. starting with the marriage one, right? The the sad part of being about the guy is that the girl chooses who that she wants to mate with, essentially, yeah, right? Yeah. To use a more animalistic language. <laughs> but the the best part about being a guy is that you have the benefit of time. Mm. So because of that, right, the rule of you getting married under your 30 is, is fine to pursue that. Yes. But you do not need to have that rule because by and large, 
guys can go for younger girls. Yeah. It's not to say that uh, women can go for cannot uh, go for, for younger, younger guys. guys. It's just not, first of all, statistically not the case. Secondly, yeah. when you speak to most women, they do not want a young guy because they do not want a, a man child. They do not, uh, in immature. their words are immature or whatever. So they, they don't want that. They need someone, they, they, like this is something that people don't talk enough about. There's this term called hypergamy. Have you heard of this term before? No. Basically, it's this, right? Women only want to date or marry uh, guys who are at their level or above. Ah. Let's say in income or in mm, lifestyle mm, and all that, mm, 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 mm. right? Mm. So the the honest women will admit this, the last ones who will not, yeah. uh, they'll say, you know, it's about the person. No, yeah. but you know, you brought this interesting point, uh, MJ. What you also realize is that if the older guys marry the younger women- Then they you, get shamed, yeah. They get shamed, they get yeah. thrown upon. Yes, yes, yes. And, and the reverse is also true, you know? That means if older women uh, uh, marries or dates a younger guy, yeah. but the guy is actually mature far beyond his, because people think age, yeah. immaturity. So, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. really surface level thinking. Correct. And and, and they're also thrown upon, Correct. you see? And I think uh, for, for those who've gone through this experience, I really salute them because I, I, I'm, my guess is the societal yep. norm pressure will really come down really hard on this kind of people. You see, right? Yeah. Uh, because you're not from um, my generation, yeah. but my generation, and for those of you are my age, right, listening and whatnot, in your twenties and maybe in your early thirties, or you, you, you tell me whether you've heard this before, right? There's this rule called the, it's called the, the pedal formula. It's very funny. I, I know it's very, it's very funny. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know, uh, like Jonathan and uh, Ian, those behind, right? Have you heard of the pedal formula? Okay, no, okay, but okay. maybe I mentioned it. Okay, so yeah. this is like this one <laughs> of those math, funny the math behind it. The, those one of those funny internet uh, uh rules yeah. right online, right? That it just came out. There's no origin story, but it makes all the sense in the world. Okay which is, uh, they call it, the pedal formula is called X over two plus seven. Okay. So this is only for guys, right? Yeah, yeah. They're not re relevant for girls. So X being your age, the guy's age, mm -hmm. and then the final number when you plug in this formula, right, is the age, right, in which you cannot date uh, below. Below. So for example, right, mm. let's say you are, you are- 60 year old guy. 60 year old guy. You, put in, you plug in the formula. It means that you shouldn't be dating someone below the age of 37. Mm. X is 60 divided by two, mm -hmm. 30 plus seven, okay. so 37. 37. So that kind of makes sense, right? Like, <laughs> that kind of makes sense, right? It's not, there's no super science behind it. And if you think about it, let's say someone your age, right? Uh, so so, so what, 40, let's say 40, 40, so it's 27. 40, 27. Ah. Cause so now let's, I think yours is a perfect example because mm. if you think about what, going back to Yishun, right? Mm. Like, and going back to my point about how uh, a lot of it has to surround actually the needs of a woman, right? Yeah. Um, what do they want, right? They want the house, they want the car, they want the stable income and all that. Yeah. Someone in their forties are more slightly going to fulfill that than Correct. someone in their twenties. It's not a function of skill, talent, whatever. It's just a function of age. And time. And time. So what I'm saying is that, again, going back to a guy, mm. right? From a guy's perspective with regards to marriage, mm understand that time is on your side. Yes. And that every day that passes, mm -hmm. the, the the pool that you have um, as a guy actually expands, whereas it is the reverse First for women. women. Now, this is a hard thing to hear. I understand that. And maybe we will be accused of sexism, but I think this is a matter of fact. This yeah. is a matter of biology. 
and you as a guy, you have to understand this fact. I know it's, 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 it's numbers and all that, but it's very practical for you because now once you know this fact, right, then you know the target of getting married by 30 it's, is optional. Yeah. It doesn't, or even getting married by 40. Mm. You have a choice now because you can go down very far. Correct. But a woman cannot. Yeah. It's just biological. It's very unlikely. Unless, unless when uh, they come into a relationship or a marriage or a partnership, knowing full well they don't want to have kids. Yep. That could be an option as well. Because I mean, so I was I was stationed in Holland for about six, seven months, right? Yep. And a lot of the statistics there, uh, actually for me was a culture shock. Uh. One, uh, divorce rates in Holland are between 50 to 60%. Uh-huh, yep. Two, uh, there are more animals, pet animals. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you think about it, and 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 the Dutch are a very liberal society, mm. right? You you can take they smoke weed, they smoke yeah. weed and all yeah. that kind of thing. And if you look at them being comfortable in their own skin, allowing them to you know uh, as a society, allowing them for for their choices, right? This is a classic example that the rules of the game are not what we see here. Hundred percent. Yeah, the rules of the game. Uh, 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 change in the way that how they want to live life, how they want to express themselves in life is very different from who actually sets the yeah. tea, to, to be honest. But you know, but you know what's interesting, right? Yeah. So this point about, you know, uh, you delaying marriage as a guy, hmm. uh, you know, and then securing maybe some sort of finances first, then only going for marriage, right? This was actually very well understood, ironically. And since we're all Chinese here, right? Yeah. This was very well understood in the older times. Oh yes, like yes, for yes. example, my uh, grandfather was uh, like thirty mm -hmm. when he married my grandmother when she was eighteen. Okay, right. Mm, and so it was very. Difference. It was it was understood that at that generation, the guy had to be like way older. Oh yeah, but I don't know for some reason, right. This it's just transcended, right? No, no, no. That that, that got chucked away. <laughs> the, this ancient wisdom, yeah. right, got chucked away. That yeah. somehow it's uh, in your words just now. You say it's shameful that the yeah. guy is so much older because yeah, then yeah. all he wants is you know maybe uh, sex or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, but why? But it makes all the sense in the world, right? <laughs> Look at Celine Dion and and uh, was it Renee? If I'm not mistaken, mm. the the composer and the. When they first got married, they were judged, man. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, they were judged heavily and all that. But I, th I think today, um, how I put it, back to the context of where you said this, this old wisdoms, right? Sometimes the the wisdom was taken half-heartedly in a yeah. sense that <clears throat> they didn't understand. They they knew yeah. Yeah. they knew the actions to take. They yes. didn't know the reasoning. Yeah, yeah. The reasoning got lost somehow. It, re it reminds me of this very famous. Actually, not famous. Actually, it's one of these underrated quote by Nicholas Nassim Taleb, which ah, is a, okay. a very smart guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He said that when when the when the hair is black, listen to the reasoning and ignore the conclusion. <laughs> when the so hair <laughs> is grey, listen to both the conclusion, conclusion and, and, the, the and the reasoning. <laughs> when the hair is white, don't listen to the reasoning but accept the conclusion. conclusion. <laughs> But it's very true, right? Yeah, yeah it's so true. And a lot of people who are older, <laughs> yeah. they are able to, they, they tell you the answer, don't do this, don't yeah, do that, yeah. all that. But they don't explain the, the reasoning. Like the, the, the pork example you gave. Yeah, now, exactly. Right? They're like, yeah, just cut the leg. I just don't ask any questions. Just yeah. cut the leg, cut yeah, the head. Yeah, yeah, and after yeah. that, it's like, oh, why, why, why? Yeah. I don't know. And then there's this whole cycle of rediscovery for yeah. young people again. Correct, correct. But I think there's enough, enough point about this, right? I think moving on to the same, still the same point, okay. but 
maybe being a bit more specific now on actually like having a, a house and a car mm. and even a stable income by 30. What are your thoughts? Which are, which are of these three, which ones do you feel like it, uh, the expectation makes sense ah. or make, doesn't make sense? How would you rank them? I think uh, the getting married, I think you've already mm. uh, clarified and I've clarified yes, yes, enough yes. about, but the house and the car. From a guy's perspective, let's talk about guys mm. because Yishuan is a guy, we're guys, Correct, right? correct, correct. Buying my first house was my biggest financial mistake. I think mm. I mentioned mm. this yes, publicly correct. many, correct, many, correct. many times. And you know, um, <laughs> sad to say, I feel it's like a status symbol more than anything else. Uh. Mm -hmm. A lot of, I mean, if the peers, if they're like, oh, I, my friends are getting a house, whatever, right? If they are getting a house for an investment purpose, you should salute your friend. But if you're getting, yeah. if your friend's getting your house and you start like uh, bragging, oh, this is my house, it's a big, you know, you don't know the suffering and the pain behind the scenes, man. Yeah. You know, I would, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, you uh, you didn't join us earlier, but yesterday I was telling Jonathan and, and Ian, right? I said, when I had my first house <laughs> and I finished all the renovation, and which was an aircon, uh, grills, and 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 some very basic electrical appliances. I had two hundred and fifty six ringgit left in my account. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like telling my wife, "You don't spend your income because that's it. You know, I'm 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 a goner, right? I just have to wait for next month." So, I I think it's don't let all these people who on the surface may seem great, uh, uh getting all things set, getting your car, getting your house, really. Who goes on and show out their bank account statement or whatever? Yeah, no, right. nobody does that, and that—that's the real, that's the real thing that I think the silent majority um, either is afraid to bring it out because it's it's like B and C or they feel like uh, it's it's something that is not worth talking about. Yeah, but I I, I think don't don't go through the same mistake that what I did lah. I think with a house. I totally agree. Like mm. it, it just doesn't make sense. The math doesn't make sense. Well, yeah. You guys can watch our old podcast on on buying buying and renting and all that. Yeah, I think with a car, I think it depends on the job that you're yeah. at, right? Yes. Like if, if you're, you're doing a sales, sales or whatever, yeah, get a car. Or if you just love cars, you yeah. know, go for it. But if you're looking purely from a transport perspective, I think it has become a lot less, um, Important. a lot less relevant already. Yeah. Especially if you live in the Klang Valley. I Correct. know Yishuan lives in the Klang Valley, so. Uh, with Grab, yeah, with, with Grab, public transport, yeah. right, it's become a, a lot easier. La. It's, it, it, you have to think a lot harder now whether you want to get a car. Remember the post uh, that you did with uh, the Grab versus the yeah, yeah, ownership, yeah. right? And, uh, and, yeah. and I, I think sit down, do the math. A lot yeah. of people, they try to just, the, pro the problem is a lot of people justify the purchase of the car. That after, they, after they did it. After they did it, yeah, but yeah. it's more of a bragging rights and bragging symbol, but yeah. to each his own. Yeah. Each his own. And, and you know, just to, to Car short, right? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, right? Uh, a MyV will cost you anywhere between 800 to 1,000 ringgit, 1,100 ringgit a month for maintenance. Now, a lot of people having a MyV right now will straight away disagree because they're, they're saying, oh, I don't pay that amount. Like yeah. five, I mean, maybe they're only paying five, 600. Yeah. Five, 600 ringgit. Like I know, uh, Ian, right? You you have a MyV. What's a, how much do you pay a, a, a month? Huh? Uh, 900. Oh, okay, so I'm right. <laughs> so installment plus everything, 900 lah. For four years, okay, yeah. yeah. So it was it's a it's a compressed loan, right? Yeah, it's a compressed uh, so, loan. So but then they low. don't take into account car insurance, maintenance, and then end of life maintenance. End of life, big man. Alignment, tires, all this kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah. own parking. a Miami for my wife, so parking, parking. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. So 
Anyway, that's why it becomes less. But I think, again, before we move on to the last one, one this one is probably the most contentious one. Mm. Should you get, should you, be, should you feel compelled to get a stable and preferably high salary before you're 30? Ha. Huh. If you ask me when I was 20, 20 something, yes. <laughs> This, this can be a podcast by itself. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you ask me today, right? And I think also at dinner yesterday, MJ was telling this, this, these guys, we were talking about our retirement number. So John was right, talking right, about right, retirement right, number. Right. I don't know what's, oh yeah. Uh, Ian also gave me his retirement number. It's, it's the same number as me. And we were like saying, I was sharing them, right? My realization when, when, when I hit 40, 40, 40, 30, 30 plus and 40 was really being, un, being comfortable in being uncomfortable mm, in the mm. sense that it's not so much the end number or the uh, end amount that you're looking at. It's actually looking at yourself and having the confidence to know that you can generate income regardless. You can, the, your whole business crash. Every, so for, for some context, right? As an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to go bankrupt. Mm, absolutely. Right. Not to say that you should, but I'm saying Don't that- Don't put yourself in a position, obviously. Yeah, but, obviously. Don't, don't, don't- But it can happen. Yeah, but I, what I really admire people who, 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 who gone bankrupt and come back up, right? It was a bet that he moved, uh, a bet that he, he took. He may have miscalculated something. He may have, you know, taken on more risk or whatever, but he was comfortable and he came back up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that um, not many employees, and I'm speaking on behalf of myself, struggle to actually overcome in the sense that, you know, I've, you know, this, I've told you many times, a lot of my ex uh, uh, colleagues actually call me, Hey John, how do you, how do you get the courage? I said, you think I had everything figured out when I, when I, when I left my, my, my 60 K job? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I knew that I had a runway of at least a few years to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are uncomfortable of the unknown. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I know we have to move on, yeah. but I'll just end by saying, right? Whenever you have a stable income and all yeah. that, especially early on, right? Yeah. Uh, just be aware you are you are actually making a trade. Oh, yes. There's a bargain. Yes, yes. You, if you, whenever you, and this is true for investing as well, whenever you get something that is for sure, mm. you are also for sure to get something negative in return. Oh yeah. And it, and you know there are many things, but one of them is actually growth, uh, yeah, I would say growth and time, uh. growth and time, and you know stress and all that. Yeah. So the next point will be Yishan. Yishan made Career was um, I have never felt <coughs> so so this Yishan uh, mm. words. I've never felt so uncertain before. What if I pick the wrong career path? What if I fail in my pursuit and have to start all over again after 30? Can I compete with the younger lads by then? I think this is not talked about enough. Oh yeah. The Some of the insecurities, especially for guys, right? Where, uh, I mean, okay. So in terms of picking wrong career path and all that, uh, everyone faces it. Yeah. But for guys, I think sometimes they feel like, oh, someone younger, more energetic or like more, like less baggage or whatever coming into the workforce, right? and out competing that. Mm. So because I'm not in corporate, I feel like this is something more corporate. Oh, very, very, very corporate right? corporate-y. In fact, um, like I've heard it said before, right? Like uh, when we go into the corporate world, 
not not me lah. I'm just saying when people go in the corporate world, naturally you will want to seek advice of people above you, right? Correct. But what people actually don't realize is that they have every interest to keep you where you are. Oh yeah. Right. Tell me, please share with me. I know this was going to be an important, but in fact, because no one talks enough about this for young guys. And I'm going to go, not from my context. I'm going to go from a context when remember when I was uh, CEO of our previous uh, yeah, company yeah. that we were, and that time we managed to get the HRDF license. Yes, yes. To actually uh, be able to conduct training Train, and yeah. claim claim from the HRDF fund, and I don't know whether I shared this with you, but. I went around speaking to a lot of HR people. And there was even one time when I attended, uh, the whole class was just HR professionals and I was pitching, you know, pitching to say, hey, uh, you know, could you consider having an investment class for your employees uh, to talk about investments, to take about, to take their own, uh, to take their own financial uh, uh, journey on, on their own. Uh. Guess what was the response? What was it? Zero, no one. It's just like, oh, wow. uh, uh, no, la, we're more interested in soft skills. We're more interested in training. Long to short, more interested in training to be to make them better employees. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, they, they, to your point about, you know, if we do this kind of training for the, the, the employees' independence, that was actually thrown upon. Yeah. The incentivization is to keep them to be better employees. And it's, it's, it's so sad. It's like just feeding them drugs. Uh. So yeah. you think about all the courses, right? I, I look back. <clears throat> the hardest course for me to justify to go to when I was in Shell was actually Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The they easiest was to, the, the technical ones, uh, the you know, uh, to do my instrumentation, to do engineering and all that. But that, that was the soft skill was the hardest one. That's because Because one is like, uh, yeah, it's something that yeah, it may make, make you a better employee, make you better if efficient, but it's also a trigger point for you to be independent. So how about reversing the perspectives now? Mm. So that's, let's say if you're from the young person's perspective, but mm. clearly in, in, in Yishuan's case, right? Mm. He's saying that, hey, you know, let's say if you're, you're working as hard as Yishuan is, right? Yeah. As I'm sure he is. <clears throat> um, and you got all these insecurities of why if he fails and he has to take a few steps back. And seeing like maybe younger people catching up, mm. what, how would you say? What would you, what advice would you give to someone like Yishen or to anyone feeling that way? Because I'm very sure. Yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Even when I was younger, I would have felt probably some of Yishen's insecurities. Yeah, as everyone, well. everyone was young once. Everyone yeah. is their age that they are at now. Mm -hmm. So, how do you navigate that kind of insecurities when you see people younger than you, like? You know, you can feel like their momentum is like really catching up, right? How how do you how do you feel that? How do you deal with that? Make friends with people who are having that momentum, lah. Okay, good, very good. <laughs> no, it's as like simple as that. Yeah. Why 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 try to fight against them? Why try to envy and try to understand yeah. them? Try to understand these people because I think many people don't spend, including myself, yes. and speaking for myself, uh, um, having the conviction to reflect and to take action on that reflection. Mm. Yeah, I had a lot of that reflect. I mean, some people tell me I'm very extroverted. Uh, You'll yeah. be surprised. I'm yeah. actually very introverted sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right? I want yeah. my quiet yeah. peace and quiet time to reflect. But then don't let that quiet voice or that uh, uh, retrospect actually prevent you from taking action. Uh. So, yeah. Right. I, I think before we move on, uh, there's this part about starting all over again, mm. which is linked to the third one. Right? Yes. And I'll tie these two together. Right. Yeah. So, so Yishuan's words, right? Uh, number three, I feel angry. 
why after putting so much time and effort in my work, I'm still not achieving anything significant in life? Am I missing uh, missing something? Mm. How much more do I have to do before things start to turn in my favor? So I think there's two parts to this, right? Yes. One is um, not anything, not achieving anything insignificant. And also essentially how he, he feels like, maybe I sense a sense of impatience. Mm. Again, maybe due because to- Because of this, huh? 30, right? The, the, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that 30 benchmark. And then having the fear of starting all over again in case of failure. So what the, how do you, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to. How to start, right? Yeah. I, I think, you remember when we had this private conversation, MJ, about yep. us starting this business? I'm, I'm 40, 40. When we started, it was what? 40, 40, 40, yeah, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, Take me as an example. Uh, I had this career that paid me really well. Took a bet, went into the financial industry. Um, had a few hiccups, start, yeah. Yeah, had a few hiccups. And then virtually starting from zero again. It boils back to my point about being comfortable in being uncomfortable. Mm. And like for you, if I look from your perspective, you know, your parents and I had conversations about, you know, hey, yeah, can 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 we get MJ a piece of paper? But see, see, that's the trick. Right? Yeah. The trick, right, is to start at zero. Yeah, 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 exactly. Then you only go up from <laughs> there. Absolute zero. You're right oh. at the you're right at the bottom, right? right. Yeah, that's, it's only up from here. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, you know, I think that again, a lot of this stems from having this timeline and not realizing that uh, that you know you you can't squeeze out success you can't flick a switch or whatever and and i only use the story of that colonel sanders guy right that oh KFC, yes right? yes i think yes. the best part about him apart from his iconic look is the fact that he got success at 60. oh yes right and we forget people like jeff bezos and all that they only started getting some success when they were like like 35 correct, onwards correct, or something like that correct, correct, now of course correct. that's an extreme case but we also read an article before, right? Like the best entrepreneurs are in their forties, or something like that. Starting right? their business at their forties. Starting their business at their forties. So, um, the only thing I would say, at our advice, I would give to anyone who's feeling like that is that um, that's why we need to have what we call intrinsic motivation. Yes, and some of the, a lot of the people that can, you know, you hear stories of like your friend. Uh, your supervisor staying on for 16 years yes, yes. or people just like so-called from the outside slogging it out and then suddenly they may have that big break, right? Yeah. A lot of it stems from them just enjoying the work themselves and doing Precisely. it for the sake of the- Precisely. For the sake of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is, I think, something that is lost on modern and sort of uh, consumeristic, materialistic society where we judge what we are doing based on the materials that we are able to accumulate by a certain time frame. Correct, right? correct, Because you know, it's all about compounding and correct, all that. Correct, correct, correct. Which is true to some extent, but I think to really help, you know, not to help you or anyone of you listening, not feel like you are behind or not feel like you are impatient or things are not working out is to simply do it for the sake of it. So because when you do it, let's say, let's say you're a painter and no one's buying your paint, but the mere fact that you can paint something and just enjoy it, and that becomes the reward, allows you to keep doing it and to not even, almost to not even care about the results anymore. 
And it is only, I'm not saying that everyone who does this will end up getting rich. someone, you're yeah, getting mm -hmm. rich or anything, but I think that's the only way and the best way you stand a chance at getting that kind of huge parabolic growth. Tip for, to exemplify what you said, tip for those who are struggling now, right? You open up your calendar. If you look at your calendar and you dread a particular day or something coming, right? That is an indication you don't really enjoy your work. Oh uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And for me, if I open up my calendar and I'm look, uh, we're visiting a particular company on yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, right? I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to our videographers coming up with our fire on the ground, which is, he, 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 yeah, did, yeah. he didn't even sleep last night just yeah, to finish yeah. it off, right? So that would be a tip, applicable tip for, for, for you uh, to exemplify the concept of what uh, MJ just said. If, yes. you, if you're not looking forward, you open up your calendar and you're not looking forward to that, that particular event or that, uh, then that's why when you get bombarded with all this, oh, you're not making enough money or are yeah. you gonna fail yeah. or whatever, right? It's, comp it's compounded. But if you enjoy it, then one day, uh, you know, if you if you make it big, it's it's kind of like a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a bonus rather yeah. than anything else. Because the struggle of a lot of people is that get a job, work your work your butt off till you're 55 or 60, yeah. then you en enjoy retirement. Actually, we are kind of like in retirement because we are enjoying what we do. You know, I, I think, yeah. look at it this way, right? Yeah. Like, the best life is one where you can do what you enjoy and then get uh, financially rewarded. Right? Oh yes, yes. But getting financially rewarded sometimes is a matter of uh, luck. Yes. Right, like people downplay the role of luck in getting financially rewarded. Really, it is uh, a big chunk actually. Yeah, a, yeah. A, it is, a, it is. It's, it's way bigger than people want to admit, right? Mm. But imagine if you are on your deathbed and you have neither. Mm. Wow. Right. You didn't do anything that you enjoyed and you don't get financially rewarded. Mm. But here's the thing, right? Getting financially rewarded, luck is involved very big. Oh, yes. But doing what you like, that's not- No. That's not luck. That's not luck. That's, that's something you can actually- It's within your circle control. of con uh, competence and control. So if you have to you have to die only, if, if you have to, um, how do I put it? If you can't have the financial rewards or at least get this intrinsic reward, yeah. um, you know, at least, right? Yes. There's something you can definitely work towards too. Correct. Okay, moving on. So this next one, right, is perhaps the most uh, confusing one. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to respond to it. You say, I want to do more, right? This is Yishuan speaking. Mm. I want to do more, but the urge- uh, The that, more urge that I the, feel to do more, the, the less yes. productive I become. Can you relate to this? I, I hmm, Let me try to read it again. Uh. I want to do more, but the more urge I feel to do more, the less productive I become. I think it's related to the earlier point we met. My interpretation is that it's like a grind already. And then when it's a grind, then he's not too happy with his quality of work. But I'm purely making an assumption yep. and speculating here. And it's really like, if you enjoy it, you and and you seek perfection out of that craft yep. rather than seeing it as a grind that oh I have to do this to get this result mm. becomes very regimented very mechanical that's why I'm guessing that's why the productivity feels, comes comes down, down. yeah, that, oh, yeah that's, that my guess, uh. that's my oh, guess yeah. that's my guess that makes sense okay yeah. so number five he said I have to make more no joke getting married buying a house <laughs> I think this is something we already oh, addressed very, already. yeah 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 we, we, we already addressed this already so uh, yeah anyway I just read out for those listening get, yeah. no joke getting married buying a house and a car building a family all this require money 
how are my peers handling all these life commitments at and finances at my at my age? How? And so he you know, yeah. big all caps how okay. So I'm not gonna talk too much about this, but I the only thing I will say about this is uh uh, uh none of them are actually that like you don't understand like a lot of people who can handle these life commitments, <laughs> how much is, how much of it is uh is is parents uh fate, yeah, right? Yeah. Like when they, when you see a wedding, right? Like a lot of Parents actually finance their children's wedding. Oh, yes. right? Like I have a friend, yeah. I have a friend, right? Um, he got married in Singapore, uh, and he's he got married in the same, uh, what do you call it? The same hotel was it not? hotel as when Trump met Kim Jong Un. <laughs> this I can't remember was Acapella Hotel, I think uh, something okay. like that in okay. Singapore. Uh. Three thousand sing dollars per table, th- at least thirty tables. How to afford, right? And so, <laughs> uh, my friend just got out of uh, uh, uni. No, uh, yes, but. The, the medical school Ooh. just got out on it. How to how to afford, right? Yeah. Parents have to afford. Yeah. So then you look at those cars. How many? How do you know? Like, what's their credit score? How correct, do you what's their balance correct, sheet now? Correct, correct. So, completely ignore, right? What is I think I think this is something we all kind of know, but maybe need reminding, which is that what's on Instagram is not really reality. Yeah. And I think it's sad, and I I I, I felt victim to this too in the past. Uh, uh, MJ is that we're too quick to judge, mm. too quick to make judgment, too quick to to, to just uh, come to a conclusion or something. And, and I think that uh, for me, I, I can only speak for myself, is that as I grow older, uh, my patience tolerance in trying not to be biased gets higher and higher because it's like, I think when life knocks you hard enough to realize that whatever you see, you yourself have to be conscious that you're already biased. 100%. Your upbringing, the way you view things, the way, and you know, just ask yourself like, in the when you're young, right? When you see Ferrari, rich person, <laughs> car, a BMW, rich person, <laughs> that's not necessarily true. Not necessarily know? true. Yeah. So to to your point about Instagram, okay. Next. So the next one, he says, I need more time. Seriously, how are these people around me balancing their work, romantic relationship, family, hobbies, and health so much? This is the most uh, important. It seems like people are balancing life so well on social media la, as at least. at least. Again, I think it's the same thing I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's the same thing, it's the same they, thing. They, 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 they don't, right? I, I, I yeah, I, I would say they don't. Assume yeah. that they don't, right? I, okay, I'm not gonna disclose the identity, but okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know of a lot of my peers, uh, more so my wife's peers actually, it's like, uh, on the surface looks very nice. Mm, mm. But then behind the scenes is very different. That's all I want yeah, to say. Yeah, I, we, we have a common friend, right? Who yeah. uh, is a very interesting character. Yeah. One with uh, perhaps, uh, which is a surprise coming from him because yeah. uh, he, he he's not known for high integrity, but he did say this one thing yeah. that uh, will always stick with me. He said that, you know, uh, life uh, is like a duck. Yeah, so when you look above the water, you see a, a white graceful duck. Oh yeah, duck. yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a white graceful duck, you know, it's not, you know, it's just calmly floating on the water, right? Yeah. But when you go underneath, then you can yeah. see he's, the feet yeah, like paddling. Yeah, like mad. Like mad, right? So <laughs> it's I, gra- graceful on the lake, yeah. but underneath is like, yeah. <laughs> so that's something uh, you guys need to remember. So yeah. yeah, anyway, so basically the last point you made was, uh, I am afraid, am I going to end my 20 just like this, normal and insignificant? I think it ties into everything that correct, we already discussed. Correct. Now, um, he then proceeded to give what he thinks he should be doing mm. to handle all of this, right? Yeah. And the first one, which is defining what turning 30 means for myself. 
not what turning 30 means to my parents. I'm successful, quote influencer. unquote, influencer or peers. Just me, how I see myself by 30. I think I think that's true. The only thing I will add here is not simply just uh, people, not just yourself, because what happens when you just do that, I feel is that uh, you become, how do I put it? Then it's, it's just purely you because you have to remember you Self-set, also yeah. you also have like people to- Dependence? Ah? Not necessarily dependence, but certainly you have a tribe, right? Mm. So it's also how people you trust. And the key here is trust. And it doesn't necessarily mean parents, right? Mm. But someone you trust who can give you uh, honest and good advice. Correct. Because many people can give honest advice, doesn't correct. mean they give good advice. Correct, right? correct. So, you, you need to find people around you who can help you with this uh, redefinition of yes. turning 20. Yes. I think that's very important. It's not just you, you are you are obviously important. You need to know like what, what 30 should look like, but mm. perhaps someone you trust or someone you look up to, I think that is going to be a, a, a tad bit better than just saying yourself. Correct. Yeah. So, so the next one, he said that, he needs to cut more time on social media significantly, except work. How mm. others live their life has nothing to do with mine. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we've been saying. Yeah. Uh, number work three, to, he said work towards uh, number one, one okay. which is the defining yeah. one. And oh, the fourth like one, one, and the last one is learning to forgive uh, myself, still learning, be grateful for every small or big progress in journey. So I never quite understood what forgiving myself means, but certainly in the last part, I do totally understand that you know, we should celebrate uh, every bit of progress oh, yeah. that we make. And mm. I think this is not enough um, said with uh, like, or not done enough in in corporate culture, especially because it's, it's only if you hit the big targets, then only you celebrate, right? And part of that is the mindset of, you know, that, that so-called, uh, I would say elite mindset of, you no, know, only when we achieve big things, then we, we do it. And I guess if you are like that, you know, if you're like a Kobe Bryant, no problem. But for the rest of us, 99.99%, right? I think it's good, especially, I think, especially in a team, like for yourself, maybe you, you don't want to do it, it's fine. But if, especially in a team, right? I think every small thing, Oh yeah should be should be celebrated. We even celebrated a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> we even celebrated a mistake. No, we, we, we minus one person celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that is, uh, I, I do agree, especially more in the team setting. But yeah. yourself, you can set it. You actually, know, can, I, can I come from a different angle yeah. for this? I think the words that Buffett used, uh, I think he put it very eloquently. Yeah. Most people use an outer scorecard to measure themselves. To each his own, his inner scorecard. Most people, 99% don't have an inner scorecard. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the problem starts coming. Extrinsic motivation. Yes, yes. You you look at success, like for example, there was a, there's a phrase in time that um, every morning someone greets me. Hey, good morning. How how are you? Uh, uh, I've said, lucky to be alive. Yeah, I mean. Hey, you never know tomorrow morning, can you actually open up your eyes, you know, count yeah. your fingers. And uh, many, 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 many quotes are, but one that I really enjoy was uh, my fear of uh, uh, when my daughter was first born. Mm. Mm. So, you know, you have a lot of parents, there's, there's this fear of, oh, will, will the delivery have complications, right, you know, that right. kind of thing, right? 
And the gynecologist that was uh, serving my wife and me in Miri was so, so, so funny. He said, oh, uh, his mentor doctor, Gaini, who was teaching him, when the, do- the, the, the kid was born, the first thing the doctor did was count the number of fingers. One, two, three, four, five. Ten. Okay, good. Nice. <laughs> so so the, the 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 message that I drew from it was that count your blessings. Yeah. Uh, uh um don't um while there are a lot of extrinsic motivation or benchmarks that you should look at, measure your own inner scorecard. Reflect on that. What makes you happy? Happiness doesn't have an index. While they tell you Bhutan is the has a happiness index, that index to and your index is very, very different. Yeah. What makes you happy? So I'm very com- I'm very happy buying gadgets, you know. Uh, I don't know if you notice. Know yeah, 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 yeah. Think, think, things that that. Because for me, I find it a convenience. Other people will look at it and says, "Hey, why is he wasting money on this?" And you yeah. know, even during MJ Tan's uh, podcast, we were saying that buying a dishwasher, buying all that. Yeah. If you tell my mom to buy a dishwasher, I think she'll just take a knife and just like slaughter yeah, yeah. you, right? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Waste so, money. Inner scorecard. Inner scorecard, guys. Yeah, <laughs> and you know that is the end of his. Uh, very heartfelt post, yeah. very good post. Um, it's good because he really exposed a lot of insecurities, not just him, right? Actually, he- The silent majority this is-, is this, <laughs> is a, this is a, this is a, um, what do you call that? What's that thing, a microphone, not microphone? What's the, what's okay. the thing? The, the one when you, 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 you can talk loudly. Um, uh, uh, talk loudly. What phone really? Yeah? Oh, megaphone. Megaphone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and then he ends, ends uh, with this quote, right? Remember that the minute you take your first time into the life of your dreams, the first to greet you, there will be fear not and keep walking. Yeah. So yeah. that was, uh, I think that's a good- uh, yeah, That's a good conclusion. Good, yeah, good, to- good conclusion, man. So yeah, yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast. I enjoyed it because yeah. it's something quite different from what we usually do. Yeah, very serious stuff. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, actually both are serious, but I think this is a bit more fun. Yeah. At least, right? I think this is something people can relate to more. Yeah. And a shout out to Yishan too. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, keep, keep walking, man. We're, we're, maybe we're, maybe we're we'll bring him on. We'll bring him on to the podcast soon, right? Yeah. Hopefully. If you, if you want, just yeah. let us know in the comments, man. Yeah. So guys, um, you know, uh, if you like this kind of content, remember to like, comment, and subscribe for YouTube. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and of course, Facebook. We have a Discord channel. And yeah, share with your friends, man, if you feel like what we have said uh, resonated with you. And uh, have a good one. Bye-bye.